Hello, hello there. My name is Mo with my co-host Corey. We are The Real Guys and this is The Real Show with two ears. Today, you better jump in your Republic attack shuttle and fly off to some paths unknown because we're reviewing season three of The Bad Batch, the first three episodes, the three episode premiere, as we often like to do, Corey. We do indeed. As always, I'm coming by my co-host Corey. How are you today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent. It's nice to, it's nice to see you, Corey. We haven't had a chat for a... For a couple of weeks, few weeks but now we're back and yeah a few weeks well you've been off you've been off on your job days Corey I have and I don't I don't have a tracker on you not that you know of <laughs> to uh, to know where you are at all times exactly no find, there's no find my phone or anything Just like, like exactly you're like Omega you're like Omega Corey effectively yes. you're like Omega can you give me your best Omega impression oh, I, f- I can't remember what she says <laughs> Omega you can go I'm Omega what in Rekka. that in that perfect voice Tick where's Tick she ha- in all fairness, she has, she has got she like... She has a very a- strong New Zealand accent, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> Christina Morrison is from New Zealand, so that makes sense. It does make sense. Mm. Fair, that makes perfect sense. He does she's a direct clone of Django Fett, so... Exactly. For all the clones, I have like a New Zealand accent. All the clones have a New Zealand accent, so that, might, that way it makes sense. <laughs> it's and sense. we are reviewing the three-episode premiere. That is the episode's Confined, Paths Unknown, yep. and uh, Shadows of Tantis, which is the three-episode yep. premiere. Now, you've seen the second season. I have. You've seen the first season. Yes, because we've reviewed this car- Yes, we've reviewed both of them for people who are interested. <laughs> and as we always like to do, we always end up explaining here. I don't think it's, a, yes. it's a fairly novel concept, Corey. How would our television reviews normally go? I know, right. So, um, take, for example, uh, Bad Batch. And, you know, they com- mm-hmm. come out, Disney Plus normally, unless you're like Echo, for whatever reason, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> releases. Yeah, we're, we're re- that, yeah. we're that. Release shows like weekly, or you know, like uh, this one's got three when it first came out. I think Obi Wan had like two normally, just yeah, one, yeah. one a week. They do, a, they like do that. a premiere where they put out a couple of episodes. Yeah. So we go, let's review the episodes that come out, yes, and then never review it again until it finishes. Yes, yeah, never talk about it again, never talk about it again until it finishes. Yep, then we'll review it all when it finishes. Yes, which I think is a pretty solid, pretty solid tactic. Well, it is because you get a good start, yeah, yeah. And then initial impressions, Corey, are exactly. It's very important. People have react videos. People have like instant impressions. What are my thoughts on blank? So we, we want to do that. We want to get that market. So that's what we're going to do, Corey. We're going to yeah. review the initial few episodes, and then we're going to then we're going to give it a, a rating, and then we're going to give you a cheeky weekly rec. Then we're going to wait till the season finishes, and then correct. Wrap it all up, and then I put bow on it, woven like a quill. Yes. Beautiful, woven like a freaky experiment in Mount Tantis, you know, by the Imperial Science Bureau. It's all about that, Corey. It's oh, all yeah. about that life. Exactly. I'm basically Dr. Hamlock, basically, <laughs> I've realised. If you're Omega, what does that mean me? Yeah. You know, I'm basically Dr. Hemlock, aren't I? I might as well be. But we're back with Omega. Last time we saw Omega, she was, uh, you know, taken by the, by the Imperials. Yep. and to Mount Tantis, which is the Emperor's secret research facility on Wayland. And she's there, she's living her life. It's not a great life. She's it's not Emery. It's not ideal. No, not ideal, no. She's with Emery Carr. Who is, that's her name, that's what her name was. Emery Carr. And what's so special about uh, Dr. Emery Carr? Which one's Emery Carr? Yeah, the, one that, um... the one with, the, the, one with the, the goggles, the female... The one that walks, in, the one that walks in every single day. Every single day, yeah, that's her, that's her. And is like, ah, yes, we need, we, we need to get going. Mm. <laughs> and she's like, you can't have these. Not allowed them. No. Even though she gets it back in the second episode anyway, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that little doll thing. 
And uh, she's well, she's taking blood tests of everyone. She had taken blood tests. I don't know. Well, the special thing, Corey, if you remember from the last season, is that Emery Carr is also a clone. Yes. She's also a female Django Fett clone, a secondary female Django Fett clone, and I kind of wish they'd played more on that. That is a kind of slight criticism I have: the fact that we didn't yeah. really go anywhere with that. Emery just kind of they drop it at the end of season two, like, "Oh, I'm a clone too, Omega," and Omega's like, "What?" and we never really go into... Hold on, well, how were you created? Are you genetically yeah. modified like the rest of the other clones? The regs, as the batch called them? The regular clones? Do you have alternate, you know? Do you have alternate, like, growth acceleration? That's what they call it. Do you have growth acceleration where you grow faster? Were you, like, created before the Grand Army yeah. Republic? Is like, a test something? Or, uh, I don't know, well, pff, you've got an actual name? You've got a yeah. last name? Do you have parents that, you know... They don't go into that. Maybe they will later, but... Possibly. We don't get that initially in the premiere... And she is in the, within the service of Dr. Royce Hemlock, who is the head of operations at Mount Tantis. He's, he's in control of the Imperial Science Bureau. And he's got great aspirations to, to, to test all this clone blood yes. for something he calls Project Necromancer, which we have heard of before. Correct. So he was in the, the third season of The Mandalorian, where we saw that Project Necromancer was being uh, made by Moff Gideon and uh, Brendel Hux. And their plan was to effectively create clones of the one, the only... Emperor Palpatine. Yes, which, you know, always good. Always good, yeah, always good. <laughs> Got to get more Palpatine. Uh, the first episode is completely Omega's POV. Yep. We see operations inside uh, and Mount Tantis. We follow Emery and Omega going on their daily tasks and whatnot. So he has to take blood from Omega. Correct. She goes to Nala Say, who is a Kaminoan, and Nala Say continues to discard every single sample. Yes, every single one. The moment, yes, the moment they find it, it will connect with the MCAT. They're looking for a Midi-chlorian, you know, M for midi-chlorians. Yeah. What do midi-chlorians do, Corey? Uh, is it midi-chlorians that as a whole, like, oh, you're a Jedi, because you've got so many of them. Yes, is that's that... correct. Yes, okay, good. I love your Star Wars knowledge, but I always enjoy <laughs> talking about Star Wars with you, Corey, because there's, like, a weird paradox that happens where you know more than the average person, yeah. but less than, like, what a fan would consider, you know, the knowledge, to call it that. Know what yeah. things are. Like, hey, Corey, what's many glorians? <laughs> it's the thing that you need to have that many of them to know that you're a Jedi. You're like, yes, well done, Corey. <laughs> it's the scientific, it's the scientific basis of the Force. Yes. Like people say you have to have a higher number of many glorians to have the amount of Force in your blood or whatever. So they're testing for her many glorian count to make sure that it's compatible with uh, Palpatine's blood, which they're putting into the, the wheel, as you noticed. The, yeah, the, the spinny thing. The, the spinny thing, the sample wheel or whatever, where they're testing different clones to see who's, who's, who it can work with. And she's also uh, Omega. She's interacting with a lurker hound, which is an animal from from Wayland. And it's her favourite, the one called Batcher. Yeah. She's named her called Batcher. And she heals up Batcher's wound, Batcher's all friendly. It's like a good loyal dog, you know? Yeah, a little dog a loyal thing. pet for her. Yeah. But Hemlock, is, he's got he's got serious machinations, Corey. Serious, devious machinations to uh, create a clone of the Emperor. And he's going to stop at nothing. He's going to stop, uh, you know, trying to force an say to work by using Omega Correct. as a hostage, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, there's a and part of where she's like, oh... You're you're here. The only reason why you're here is so I can, I will cooperate. And then mm. in the uh, same episode, when after she frees the little little dog thing and she destroys that robot by crushing it, essentially. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't <laughs> um, have an escape attempt. <laughs> um, he's like, well, I'm not going to hurt you, no. 
no, I need, I need you. I'm going to hurt Crosshair instead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cross because Crosshair is there with her. Crosshair has also been yep. captured by the Empire and kept in Tantis as a uh, specimen to be experimented on. And Omega wants to free yes. Crosshair as well because he's he's part of the Bad Batch. He has got to free her as well. But he also, she also wants to free all the clones. Yep. But she's going to start with Crosshair, yes. I suppose. She's going to start with Crosshair to help him out, get him, get him free from uh, the Imperial facility. And uh, well, Hemlock isn't isn't alone. He's got Emery. You've got Nala say there. He's also got a name you might recognise from the Republic Commando uh, game series of games and novels. Scorch is also present. If you right. remember Scorch, you know who Scorch is. Uh, is he like a bounty hunter or something? Is that someone else? No, no. Scorch is Scorch is um, an Imperial or formerly Republic Commando. Right. Uh, who wears quite unique armour, orange and you'll know he was next to Hemlock all the time. He wears like black and yellow yeah. Republic yeah, yeah, Commando yeah. armour. Yeah, that's Scorch. And he's in Delta Squad, which is like the most famous Republic Commando unit with Boss, Boss and Fixer and Sev and Scorch. And he is the only member we've seen so far. Well, no, they were in the Clone Wars, but for one scene and one episode. <laughs> and then they brought Scorch back, because I guess his model was usable. And they have him basically being the head of the Imperial Commandos, which are those Republic Commandos, but they're like got grey stripes on them. You know? yeah. And there's, there's loads of other Republic Commandos as well, but no, they're Imperial Commandos now, I guess. But they're in Republic Commando armor, so they're walking around, walking around Tantis all the time, with the the new TK Trooper. But they're now called they're now called Stormtroopers. If you remember after season two, yep. Palpatine named them all Stormtroopers, so they're now Stormtroopers. They're no longer just TK Trooper designations. They're now Stormtroopers. As we all know and love. As we all know and love, and we love them. Now we go to episode two, Palpatine unknown, and meet up with the batch again. We've got. Hunter and Rector, what are they off doing? Uh, they are looking for the lab where they presume uh, Omega is to be. Mm. Uh, and they find it, but it's gone. It's in ruins. Uh, completely uh, desolated and destroyed. Uh, before they end up running into uh, another two clones. <laughs> yeah, three clones. Well, yes, uh, two initially. Two, yeah, two initially. And there's another one. And then they uh, fight off a vine as well. Off a vine, yeah, the evil... Uh, the evil vines, the evil imperial vines, <laughs> that invested the the invested the planet. It's like a weird kind of sarlacc tentacled. Yeah, it was very sarlacc pity. Yeah, sarlacc pity, especially the mouth at the end. Yeah, sarlacc pity, and very you know lots of tentacles and wrapping around things, and you know, oh, don't get dragged in. Wrecker's <laughs> legs got caught. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> you know, he's crawling at the floor. It's like horror stuff, especially when at the end when they're in the base. And he cuts off two of the vine he does. whips, and then they start crawling on their own. I'm like, oh no, that is horror stuff. <laughs> That's a unique idea, though. When he cut off, and it keeps moving. The limb is like, oh, it's like running towards you, like da, 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 like that. And it's so scary. I've got to run away from that. Yeah. It's like a headless and chicken. The, exactly. The clones that they meet, uh, voiced by Daniel Logan, who plays. Yep. Um, Django, not Django Fett, sorry, but Boba Fett, the son of Django Fett, who plays Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones. And it's great to hear Daniel Logan with D. Bradley Baker, who's the voice of all the clones in the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch as well. Yep. And I see them as well. Great, great voice cast as well. I was uh, listening to an interview from Star Wars Celebration with D. Bradley and the Michelle who voices Omega. And there's great, it's great chemistry as well to see, to see D. Bradley Baker go from voice to voice. Often, you think, oh, maybe he does one voice yeah. and then does the rest of them, but no, it feels like he does the, like South, like sorry, like um, Family Guy. 
Yeah. Big Seth MacFarlane go from voice to voice <laughs> to voice. Like Peter talking to Stewie, talking to Brian. You see, D-Buddy Bain goes from like, Wrecker, talking to Hunter, talking to, the, talking to you know, the clones talking to her, talking to Crosshair, you know, all of that. And he goes from voice to voice quite seamlessly, which is hard, I'm sure it's hard to do as a voice it's actor. It's probably very hard to do. Yeah, probably, yeah, it's probably harder than I think it is to yeah. do. Yeah, it's probably one of those things where you sit there and you're like, oh, yeah, I see that, yeah, I can do that, yeah, it's easy enough. <laughs> and it's like, no. Oh, it, oh, it, 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 oh, it is, yes, it is. yes. <laughs> if our impressions are to go by. <laughs> if our impressions are any indication of how old voice acting is, yeah. it is hard. <laughs> then we have episode three, which is the Shadows of Tantis, where we, the Emperor arrives to Mount Tantis to make his inspection of Project Necromancer. Emery takes a sample of Omega's blood without uh, without Nalase being there, because obviously Nalase was the one destroying it, yep. and the sample works just in time for Omega to escape on a tropical with Crosshair with her, and uh, the pursuit is it's called off because Project Necromancer has to be finished only with Omega's blood, they yep. realise. And uh, they need Omega alive for that to happen. So, and unfortunately, Palpatine just left just as Omega escaped. <laughs> yeah. So Palpatine was able to seriously reprimand Crosshair. <laughs> Sorry, seriously reprimand Hemlock with some lightning yes. before uh, before Omega escaped. So Palpatine's visit was short. He was just checking up on it. Yeah. Hello. I'm going to check up on Project Necromancer. How are you doing? Ah, close to me. Yes, excellent. Bye bye. Just leaves. Yep. They leave. Off he goes. No, I love. I love seeing Palpy. And they bring Ian, Mc, Ian McDermott. What a class actor he is. You love seeing Palpy. Yeah. <laughs> like you're on nice named basis there with him. Yeah, yeah. Palpy. You know, it's Palpy. You know, it's all Palpy. It's just Sheev. <laughs> Good old Sheev. Good old Sheev. I always say. Good old Sheev. Good old Sheev. And. Uh, Sheev's, Sheev's inclusion was actually I'm going to continue to call him that okay. uh, Sheev's inclusion was heavily featured in the trailers right yes and everyone thought oh yeah Palpatine must be the big must be the big boss we'll get him at the end of the season big lead up to him you know but no just an episode he decides to rock up <laughs> yeah you know just don't don't. that's that's my thought you know get him out of the way early <laughs> just you know throw him in there say hey here's the biggest bad in all of Star Wars you know here's the the arch villain of Star Wars immediately episode 3 here you go yeah but what a what a premiere for the Bad Batch again on fighting form and it's good to see that Star Wars is Star Wars is back again you know even whether it comes in animation or live action it's just good to see it good to see it on the on the roundabout again Corey what do you think I I really enjoyed it for a premiere I thought it was really good and um, mm. it Gives you what you want. It was a, a nice, a good recap. Um, what do you think of the animation quality? I like it. I noticed it might look different, but I don't know if it did. I'm going to assume because you're asking me what I like about the, uh, what I think about the animation quality, but something has happened. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm only asking you because I think. What do you think it's gotten better since the last season? Potentially. I don't know, it looked different to me, but I don't know you if it is. Potentially, yes or no? Do you think it has? Or, or... Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, go on. yeah, so do I. That's I'll back my point. It. I'll back it. Point. Yeah, so will I. Because my <laughs> point is, if you look at season one of The Clone Wars, yeah. like if you have an internet source like I do, I'm just going to do a, do a little Google here. Go on then. And just 
look up the first season of the Clone Wars because the anim the animation from then to now is a dr dramatic, drastic change. Uh, look at that. Ahsoka looks like she's made of cardboard. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. such a drastic change, and you can you can watch it happen in the show. Like even comparing it to season seven of the Clone Wars, tremendous improvement. Yeah. In every way, and it's so and it's often with animated shows. Maybe you'll see the opposite. Like maybe it'll get worse, or you know they'll stop trying, or they run out of money, or whatever. You know, but but with Clone Wars, I'm so happy how it's been supported. Now it got that seventh season, so it was able to really tighten up the animation. So it looks it looks completely beautiful. Like here's one shot with uh, Bo-Katan Ahsoka is talking to Obi Wan, Anakin, and R two D two, and it looks like it like they may as well be real people. Yeah. If I squint a bit, you know, I think, oh, that's Ian McGregor, you know, Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. <laughs> Ian McGregor, Ewan McGregor's brother. Yes. You know, that's Ian McGregor, there he is. And, you know, I could see that as being Hayden Christensen, easy. He's got the mullet, he's got the big Jedi mullet, top man. Exactly. And, you know, there's Bo-Katan, might as well be Katie Stackhoff, because he is Katie Stackhoff, because he's in the Mandalorian as Katie Stackhoff, so that, that matters easily. Uh, yeah, but the animation improvement is fantastic, and, you, and it's refined in Bad Batch. It's yep. more of like the li the lines. There's more of the you know, there's more of the shading. You can see it. You can see it in action a bit more. Um, you know, sounds crisp, amazing. You know, Ben Burt, Matt Wood, tremendous work. Brad Brad Rouse, the supervising yep. director, does a great job, and it's all from all from Dave Filoni, who's just the master the master at his craft. Yeah. So let's pop a let's pop a let's pop a. Uh, Going on Real waiting for the first three episodes. Um, I'll let you go first, Corey, since, since you know you're you're the, the Star Wars layman. I always like to say, yeah, you're you're the guy who you know doesn't know as much doesn't, doesn't know much as I do, which isn't a flex, but <laughs> I'm just saying, Corey, obje objectively, Corey, you know less. I do. Yes, so, correct. You want um, to make it first. I am kind of in between two. For me, this is either. Normally, I tend to give, like, openings a bit higher. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is such a good opening. I'll give it, like, an 8 or an 8.5. And then the series will finish, and I'll be like, actually, I'm going to bump it down a bit. Right, okay. So uh, so I'm in between two minds. Initially, I want to give it about an 8. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, I think that gives me enough wiggle room to either bump it up a bit, if yeah. at the end, maybe the season, you know, doesn't carry on this quality, or... Potentially, I, yeah, could, yeah. I could drop it to 7.5. So I'm going to go about an 8 for me, I think. Okay. It's, it's a really good start, and it's good. Nice recap. Uh, push back into it. Nice kind of just okay. subtle honk onto a new one. Honk. Nice. I like that noise. Great. That's good noise. It's good noise. Honk. So for, for me, I'm going to go, again, really, I love Bad Batch. You know yep. me. I'm a Star Wars fiend. I love the Clone Wars. Uh, I think the Bad Batch is a great expansion. I'm glad they did it as a spin off series, but also like a continuation. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a Clone Wars season 8, but with like, hey, here's what the Bad Batch are doing, and is you know, the transition to the early Empire, which is an era I love. You know, V Wings, Corey. You know about V Wings? Yes, yeah, you I love, love your v, -wings. v Wings. I do love V Wings. <laughs> I do love V Wings. Imperial V Wings, love them. Love my road class transport shuttle. Love that. <laughs> You look that up, Corey. Anyway, I think I'm going to go high as well. Okay. With potential to be like this is my, I'm the opposite. I'm high with potential to be higher. Yeah. So I'm going to go seven point five. But that is by no means to compare with anything else I've rated seven point five. 
7.5, but it could go to like a 9 or, okay. or like 9.5 at the end of the season. I think, because this is also, bear in mind, Corey, and we've, ne- we've neglected to mention this, this is the last season of Bad Batch. Correct. This is the final season of the Bad Batch. So they've got to pull out all the stops. Yes, it's got to they've be. They've got a, to come up with something big, heavy hitting, heavy handed, heavy, high impact. They've got, to, they've got to come in and just say, oh, you want a big finale? Boom, here's your big finale. But here's dessert as well. That's what we're going to be, that's what we're going to be hoping for with this. Uh, with this roundabout story here with the Bad Batch. So it's, it's the last season, so they've got to come up with something exciting. Yeah. Come up with something that shows stopping. And I think I think they can do that. So I'm going to give it 7.5 now. Yeah. But with the end of that final review, it may get... May get bumped higher. back up again. Yeah, it will get bumped back up again. Yes. Now, before we uh, chat a little bit more, uh, and also give our give our, give our our weekly rec, um, I'd, like to talk, I'd like to talk to you a bit, Corey. Okay. About 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 the Clone Wars, about Star Wars, about Star Wars for a bit. Okay, go for so, it. If you'll, if you'll permit me. Uh, sure. Now we've been watching Bad Batch. You've seen the first season. You've seen the second season. Yep. Uh, you've seen bits. Of, you've seen bits of Clone Wars. Yep. You might be thinking, Corey, where do they go after this? You know. Where do they go after this? Where do they go after this? So I'm going to ask you, Corey, what would you want to see from animated Star Wars? Um, I want to see. See, my answer's always been I want to see Pre-Phantom Menace. But we're kind of getting that with um, the show we're making. But that's, like, very far back. What, uh, the High Republic show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, give me, like, a few years Pre-Phantom Menace where it's, like, close enough Mm. where it ties in, but it's not, like, years and years and years and years away. It's, like, where everything all began. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I want. Give me some pre fun and menace. Give me animated uh, yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Mm. I like that. Well, there is animated uh, Jar Jar's in Clone Wars. It is. Give me more anime, modern day animated Jar Jar okay. Binks. <laughs> I think you've got a good idea there, Corey. And there's been talk of something like that with the Acolyte, which is set before. Yeah. And that's their sort of High Republic type thing. And yeah, but that's like hundreds of years before the Phantom Menace, as you said. Hundreds yeah. of years before the Phantom Menace. The whole era. So for Pre-Phantom Menace, I'd say uh, there's a novel by James Lucino called Darth Plagueis, okay. which is about Darth, Pla- Darth Plagueis the Wise, obviously. Oh, I've, I've heard and about it's him. about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, did you, have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No, you? maybe I should read that book. No, of course not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. <laughs> yeah, I should, no, I should read that Sith, book. <laughs> it, was a Sith, it was a Sith legend, Corey. Darth Plagueis was a Dark Lord of the Sith. He was yeah. so powerful and so wise that he could even you know keep the ones he cared about from dying right yeah and he used the medichlorians to create life and all that kind of thing it's a, it's a whole thing it's a whole thing there's a whole thing about that but anyway there's a there's a it's a good novel it's a good book right i've read it it's a good book and that is as pre-phantom menace as you can get to the point where it happens during parts of it it happens during the film yeah it's like it's like almost like a week a week prior to the phantom menace right and that's very close. And I feel like that could be adapted. It might be a bit hard to do. Maybe animation would be the best thing for it. Because, you know, there's a young Palpatine. There's a, yep. you know, um, there's a young Maul. Plagueis is very heavily featured. You know, Chancellor Valorum and all that is all featured. It's almost like a political novel in a way. Because, like, the moves on how the Trade Federation had to blockade Naboo so the Jedi could be sent in to stop it. And, and, during the, and the events during the film is like, oh, Plagueis was just off screen during this scene. And that kind of thing. It's a lot of that. Yeah. And oh, Plagueis was in the Senate, but you didn't see him. That kind of stuff. That kind of thing. 
But I love Star Wars for that. Star Wars is great for that. Star Wars is, oh, here's this character. He's got a full name and backstory. He's this guy in the background. <laughs> we do a whole episode on We do whole episodes on this. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I know. To the point where, you know, Thurm Scissor Punch and, uh, and Kitak, Kitak are there. And exactly, yeah. right? Bit low quirve. Bidlow Quirve, Corey, even down to poor Bidlow Quirve. And, you know, all the, all the crazy, all the crazy ones. And that, we Osley, is that her name? I can't the one with the weird eyes is. and the yeah. legs. We Osley, that's the one. I could never think of, hold on. <laughs> I was th- weirdly, I was thinking about him today, actually. Um, Davin Felth, I was doing some writing, and uh, I thought about Davin Felth, the sand trooper guy who okay. says, looks to a droid, who pops up around out of nowhere. I thought about him. Cool. He's another okay. weird star. Yeah, but all the minor characters, right? Yeah. And Darth Plagueis is effectively a minor character. Yes. Because Palpatine just talks about him in one scene in Revenge of the Sith. But it's obviously, the, it's arguably the reason why Anakin turns to the dark side, because he believes that he can have the power to bring, to save Padme from death. Yep. So Darth Plagueis is effectively a minor character, and this novel expands his entire lineage, from what his real name is, to how what he worked, what he did who he was, you know, and Plagueis is in canon, this was a legend novel mind you, Right. but Plagueis is in canon I think he's still a moon, I believe so, and he's still Palpatine's master, even though Palpatine is effectively telling Anakin a, and telling Anakin a story from like a month, like two weeks ago Yeah. <laughs> right, basically is what he's saying um, because in the novel, Plagueis lives to ride around like Attack of the Clones type time and when Palpatine is elected Supreme Chancellor, Palpatine basically realises I don't need you anymore because I've got all the power and because there can only be two Sith, Corey, a master and an apprentice. Yep. And, you know, the apprentice will succeed the master and then become the master and then get an apprentice and the cycle will and the cycle will continue. Because Darth Bane, Darth Bane, you know, he invented the inventor of the rule of two. I did, oh, I, I, how about this? This will be interesting, Corey. Why do you think Darth Bane created the rule of two? Um, annoyingly, I did know this. Oh, okay. At one point. Because wasn't the whole thing where he had, like... You'd have two apprentices, and then you'd train both of them, and then they would like end up fighting each other essentially, and whoever won would end up being the like right, you're alive now because it wasn't there a bloody um oh what's the oh god who was it that had the Mon Calamari Sith? The Mon Calamari Sith. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I believe that's a thing. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? I think it's a thing. Oh, if you know this. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, you're working with Google here, Corey. I am, which is not 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 common for you to do when it comes to this. No, no, not common for me to do. The Mon Calamari set. I think it's a thing. Oh, I hope it's a thing. I hope it's a thing. <laughs> I love the Mon Calamari. Great. Yeah, I love Mon Calamari too. Admiral Akbar. I've got his black series. I've got his black series figure. You think there's a Mon Calamari set? I'm, I'm judging by oh, wait, the. No, he's a, he's a. Right, I think you're half right. Okay. There's a Quarren Sith. Right. A Quarren is a squid is a squid person. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but he's not. He's from ABY. He's from. He's in Darth. He's, he's in Darth Crate's um empire. Right. So that's 138 ABY. So that's after the Battle of Yavin. Um, and he's a Quarren Sith. You talk about Darth Azad. Okay, yeah, obviously. So, obviously, Darth Azad, my favourite Sith character. Oh, Darth 100%. Azard. Obviously, yeah, look at him, he's like a red, big red squid. Look at him. 
I think the well, let me tell you that the Lord of Two was affected because of a massive Sith civil war. Okay. Where all the Sith killed each other. Great. They wanted power, as a, as a Sith all do. Yeah. So there's a massive Sith civil war which destroyed the planet Malakor or Korriban, as it's called in the Legends continuity. And Darth Bane was the survivor. So Darth Bane thought, right, I'm only going to train one person. So that way, the Sith, you know, can't destroy each other and, you know, wipe out the entire Sith order by getting into a massive civil war and all wanting power at the same time. That's logic. So only one person's going to want power. The apprentice, and then they'll become the master, and then they'll train, and the suck all gone. So, but then there's, like, weird weird aberrations where, where, like, again, with Palpatine... Uh, Plagueis was Palpatine's master, and Palpatine had Maul, who was an apprentice, who was, I guess was like a, an assassin. What they call it. You can, you're allowed a Sith assassin. Yeah. And they will become an apprentice, eventually, like Asajj Ventress, you'll know from the Clone Wars, yep. who was Dooku's Sith assassin, and then became his apprentice. Well, no, and then Palpatine made Dooku try to kill Ventress, and then Ventress survived. But strangely enough, Ventress, in the Bad Batch trailer, yeah. so I've wheeled it back. Uh, if you if you watched <laughs> the Bad Batch trailer, which I imagine you have, to I have. Free. Yeah. Yeah. Ventress is in the end, so hopefully she's well. No, she well she's dead in canon. She dies. Yeah. She dies at the end of a book called Dark Disciple, which I imagine you know, and we don't know what what how she's going to come back. People are thinking it might be a clone because of the the M count, Medichlorian count in the in the clone blood. People thought like Hemlock might have a crazy idea to we can't put it in Palpatine's body. Let's put it in someone else's body. Like Asajj Ventress. Could be. Which is, you know, even though Asajj just... When Asajj Ventress died, it said that... Because she's the Night Sister, yep. the sort of green Night Sister energy kind of moved away, which was people's and interpretation of being, oh, well, she's dead and her spirit's, like, gone on. Yeah. But we don't know how... Maybe her, like, body just moved or something like that. We don't know. Because when Mother Talzin supposedly died, she didn't. A, a, green, a green mist just floated <laughs> away as she reformed somewhere else. So, we don't know whether that's going to be the truth or not. But let's round out with a nice weekly wreck. Correct. Is it, is it me or you this it's week? It's just you this week. It's me, and I've got something ready. Good. I've got... Okay, Corey, do you like Dave Filoni? I, I do like Dave Filoni, actually. Do you know what Dave Filoni worked on before he worked on uh, Clone Wars? I, d- Clone I, Wars? I don't, actually. Uh, he, was an anima- he was an animator. He was an animation director. Makes sense. He previously worked uh, for Nickelodeon on a little series you might have heard of, called Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay, yeah. Is this anything to do yeah. with the uh, <laughs> recent... No, it, well, it, well it, it is and it's not. Okay. Uh, I've picked one of my favourite episodes from Avatar The Last Airbender, okay. the cartoon, yes. right, the animation, um, and I imagine we're going to end up reviewing the Netflix series the live at some yeah. point. Yeah, I'm watching it at the minute. I'm watching through it at the minute. <laughs> I'm halfway through it. I'm on episode four, so I'm probably going to get through it soon. And... But this is one of my favourite episodes from the animation, the animated series. Uh, it's called The Chase. It's the eighth episode of book two. And uh, it's the 28th overall episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. And it's one of my favourite episodes. It's basically where um, Azula, who is the daughter of the Fire Lord Ozai, and her sort of cohorts, uh, Ty Lee and May, are chasing down Aang and the gang throughout rhymes just yeah, chasing down Aang and the gang uh, which is Katara uh, Zuko and uh, Toph th- through and Sokka as well I think Sokka's also there which is the story of Sokka's life basically, basically. yeah pretty much Sokka is also there because <laughs> um, he can't do any bending that's his no. problem <laughs> exactly he's the comic relief character so he's like and he was there and Jar Jar was also there uh, but uh, 
Saka's also there, and they're just being chased. It's called the chase. They're being chased the whole time. They're trying to get a decent night's sleep, and they can't because Azula and her death train and her lizards are all chasing them down. So they have to fly everywhere on Appa, and even Appa can't. Appa starts flying, starts falling asleep in the air. You know, he's so tired, and they have to try and. There's a massive fight at the end where um, Iro helps out. Help, Iro helps them out, and all the heroes stand together against uh, Azula. And there's a big standoff at the end, and at the end, everyone you know has to go to sleep. And that's great. And that's great. An episode where everyone goes to sleep at the end and be calm, you know. And Iro, Iro gets a great scene with Toph, and um, Azula is always a fantastic villain. Probably my favourite of the of the last Airbender villains, even though uh, Final Dozer is great, and so is Zuko yep. in the early seasons. But I think Azula's my favourite, just because of you know she's incredibly driven, incredibly motivated. Yeah, she's a bit of a psychopath, but I think she gives great action and great like and great character moments where she's so single-minded that it becomes she can't see things that are outside, like you know Zuko turning on her and whatever, yep. and, and all these different things. So. I think that's very interesting. So that is my weekly rec. It is the Avatar: The Last Airbender episode, The Chase, very nice. and I'm going to give well, not not connected to the, the famous <laughs> ITV series, yeah. The Chase. You know, you're not being chased by um, Sean Wallace on a giant list. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, because that'd be a, that'd be that'd be very good, wouldn't it? Yeah. The Dark Destroyers coming after you, or Mark LeBette. Mark, Mark LeBette is. A, yeah. Would he be a fi- he would be a firebender, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he'd be a firebender. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like he's like Iroh a bit. I think he's a bit like Uncle Iroh, isn't he? Then you got Anne Hegarty. She's got to be an earth an earthbender, <laughs> which isn't a comment about her weight, but you know, I'm just saying that that she would be an earthbender because okay. she's, she's you know rock solid. Yes. You know. Good. As strong as a rock. Good. All right. Yeah. What do you think Bradley Walsh would be? Bradley Walsh. Yeah. Um. Oh. I've got an idea, but I don't want to. I don't want to say if you if you've got a different idea to me. I'm gonna. What would I? Put? I'm gonna put him as 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 water. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he's got to be a waterbender. That's right. He's got to be I don't a waterbender. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't know why either. But I feel like he fits as a waterbender. Yeah. You know, it's a waterbender. Who else is there? We could do Jen. Jenny's got to be another firebender as yeah. well. I think. What would Dara? Do you know Dara? Dara Brian. Other two. No, Dara Brian. Menacenis. Dara Brian. Dara Brian is there as well. <laughs> Dara O'Brien. I think he'd be another waterbender, Dara O'Brien, yeah. for some reason. What about Tara Ennis? What's Dara, Menace the Ennis? The Menace Ennis. Yeah. We've not had air yet. <laughs> no, he. You no, know, with his hair, he could be an airbender. He could, he's got long hair. could be an airbender. I thought he could either be an air or earthbender. Yes, yeah, see, I had. He does seem natural natural force Yeah, he does. So he's got to be an air or an earthbender, you know. But for the, but for the chase episode of Avatar Last Airbender, I'm going to give it a very strong. 8.5. Nice. And yeah, go back, watch it. You know, the full cartoon is on Netflix anyway, is, as, as well as the adaptation. Yep. So you can go and watch it. I've seen it, you know, I've, I've watched it twice. I watched it once when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, on Cartoon Network and whatever, and Nickelodeon. And then when it came to Netflix, I just watched all the series again. I thought, oh, it's an amazing, awesome cartoon. I watched all the whole thing. The whole thing again. And we will probably end up reviewing the live action remake at some point. More than likely. Yeah, more than likely. I'd like to do that. Because I've got some thoughts Ooh. on it. Yes. <laughs> got some thoughts. Yeah, some thoughts. Some thoughts, Corey. It's nice to have thoughts. <laughs> it's good to have thoughts. Know, you've been thinking of thoughts. Remember the Peep Show quote? You've been thinking of thoughts all your life. Look at that, got you. 
But well, that got you thinking thoughts. But uh, yeah, that is my weekly wreck, uh, the chase, and I think I'm I'm very happy to, to watch the rest of Bad Batch. Well, every Wednesday's a party, Corey. Every, every Wednesday. Wednesday's a party because Bad Batch is uh, Bad Batch is coming out on the Wednesdays. We've just had the fourth episode just we have. this week. Mm. And where do you think? Let's make a little prediction, shall we? Okay. Where do we think the story's going to go? For, for the uh, uh, you know the episodes of the season that we have left, probably about ten or so, I'd imagine. Yeah, I was going to say, how many episodes have I seen in the season? I don't actually know that. Okay. Um, I will check while you're while you're predicting. Okay. I will check. Um, well, I, I'm going to assume we're going to see uh, our pressure net commander is going to going to probably work at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, Hemlock will probably get some kind of uh, comeuppance in good old Star Wars style. How it will go, I don't know. <laughs> Fifteen episodes. Corey. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen episodes. So we're right at the start, currently. Yeah, we're right at the start. We're only four <laughs> episodes in, so we've got a, a way to, a ways to go. Yeah, I I reckon we might get another. I've seen in the second season. Uh, I always get them confused. It's Tech or Echo that died. Which one was it? Uh, tech, the Tech that died. Yeah, I reckon. Echo, we, Echo might, was still with the squad. Echo we might get another one. Join the rebellion. Might go. I think it might be Wrecker. I'm sorry to make a Possibly. prediction, but if anyone Wrecker, because Wrecker is the closest to, e- to Omega. Correct. Wrecker's like the heart of the squad. If they're going to hit us with a gut punch, yeah. it's going to have to be Wrecker. Wrecker is like the big, lovable teddy bear, but, you know, it brave in a fight. how they go, though, because I'm thinking it's either going to be him or it could be Crosshair, so when he has, like, his little redemption arc. Sacrifice, yeah, yeah, evil sacrifice, and he's come back again. Yeah. Or it all could be all of them. <laughs> do, a rogue, do a Rogue One. <laughs> oh, no, not a Rogue One. Do all not of them. a Rogue One coin. That's my worst way to do it. Not a Rogue One. <laughs> Not everyone, everyone. everyone goes. Echo's on her own. Uh, so Omega's on her own. Omega's on her own. Well, Echo, Echo was away. Echo was away with Rex in the Rebellion. But we see him come back for this season as well. We see him return. I can't believe we've not talked about Echo this whole this whole time. No, we haven't. No, he's got like that, that arm that does the that does the plug-in thing. You know, he basically does Tech's job. I don't know what Echo's job is. It's fine because Tech's gone now. Well, well, I always well you know I always say that the Echo is hardware and Tech is software. Yep. You know, tech is like buttons and press what's this button do, and Echo is like got to get into the computer mainframe and plug in and tell the droids to whatever. That's that was always their jobs, I thought. And yeah, but we get Echo back. We see him in the trailer, so Echo returns. I think I'm curious on how the Ventress stuff will play out. Yep. Considering she's in the trailer, uh, there's a cool action scene with like a turbo tank. Have you saw that in the trailer? Nice. They're yeah. driving that big turbo tank. I'd like to see that. Um, there was a slight spoiler that we knew Crosshair was coming back mm-hmm. because there was shots that you can see his rifle in that have clearly been cropped, if you notice that. Um, there's shots in the trailer where you see Hunter standing next to Wrecker and there's like a third person, but you can't see who they are. It's like, well, that's clearly Crosshair because it's his shoulder pad and it's his gun. So, you know, it must be him. Which is a sli- slight, uh, slight of a bigger spoiler. Yeah, just, imagine, just a little one. Just a little one, yeah. Well, no, it's all resolved now because we know he's back with the squad, right? Yes. But, at spoilers, at the end of episode four, we see there are some tension between the after the reunion. I mean, it's bound to be. So, bound to be, yeah, because, you know, Crosshair was basically an Imperial and killed <laughs> loads of people for the Empire. Yep. So, he must, there, must be some, there must be some kind of tension. Uh, a few predictions? Hmm. I think Hemlock's got a bite here. Hemlock, yeah. Hemlock's got to go, I think. Uh... I think Nala Say might go as well in some in some Possibly. way. Not sure how. I think Emery might survive. 
Uh, who else are we going to get? Obviously, Ventress is coming back because clones or whatever, however she does. Yeah. I don't think we'll see that. I don't think maybe Palpatine will have one more thing to do. Because, you know, you don't get Ian McDermott and have him record for one episode. And that's right? it, yeah. You get him to do more. So, obviously, he's, he's, he's he must have done something else. And I think maybe Tarkin, I'd like Tarkin to come back just because I'm a Tarkin fan. Yeah. But I think I'd like Tarkin to show up in, in, in some form. Uh, maybe more, Repub- more Republic Commandos, I don't know. What's what's the rest of Delta Squad doing? I'm not sure. That'd be nice. Maybe that's too fan fictiony to say. Oh, yeah. and then Delta Squad swoops in and saves the day. <laughs> but no, I'd I'd like to see because what happened with the appeal of Scorches? Oh well, what happened to him? How did they go from being the you know Delta Squad's most humorous member to like just a run of the mill like Death Trooper clone effectively? Yeah. So I'd like to see maybe a couple. You know, I don't know Fixer or or I don't know Sev's dead, so we can't really see Sev. But fixer or boss or something like that, or like you know, recolored Imperial commandos because we see other clones in like purple and green and stuff, but they seem like very rebel clones to me, not like Imperial clones. Yeah. Because the whole meaning of the clones thing was to strip them of their color so they didn't have any individuality. So especially uh, during the start of the Imperial era, along yep. with all the commandos and stuff like that, and eventually replacing them with humans altogether. But that is our review of. The uh, first three episodes of season three of yep. the Bad Batch. Not to say that first three episodes of season three of the Bad Batch, and we hope you enjoyed it very much. Well, we'll come at you with a full review of the season, very much like that, Corey. What do you think? Yeah, it's good. It'd probably be what first ten episodes. It's about what two? Yeah, yeah. Like two yeah. months. Two months, yeah. Two month, a few months, I'd say. Um, and still, I'd be happy to review it. Love Star Wars, love Bad Batch, always. And uh, may the force be with you. And uh, we'll. We'll talk, talk to you later. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, yeah. More, more reviews coming up. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.